Welcome to Who Put This On, Season 2, Episode 22, where we watch Thunderdome, Season 1, Episode 8, and Family Feud, Celebrity Celebrity Family Feud, Season 3, Episode 7, and I'm Chris Lorenz, sitting my right is... Harrison Hoffman. Sitting across from him is... The Max Lorette, back again. <laughs> sitting to my left. Robert Kitts. I have to say, we, we watched the first game show on our podcast... I would, I would also like to note that it is 22nd episode of season two and we watch two shows, which we don't two, normally two, do. Two. Oh, interesting. To be fair, we watched half of Celebrity Family Feud. Yeah. Well, we watched a normal episode of Family Feud. It's just Celebrity Family Feud is basically two episodes stuck together. Yep. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. So yeah, first game show though. Is, is, like, is, is it actually true? the first game show? I'm not sure about I'm that. I'm pretty sure we have not done a game show. Well, in any case, sure feels like our maybe, first game show. Maybe we can look it up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think anything else we've done is technically a game show. What about like Impractical Jokers? That's no, you're not. Definitely you don't have contestants show. trying to win a prize. That's fair. Though we, it might have been a game show, but it was the Bachelor Bachelorette episode. So we got our reality TV connection in there. When, when we were talking about this, I was hoping that it was going to be at least some people that we had seen on The Bachelorette this season, but was, I didn't know any of the people on the show. Uh, I was really well, counting on you to break it down and who all these Bachelor Bachelorettes were for us. I don't know why you were counting on me. I've only seen one season out of 30 or something. Well, let's back it up. We have the description for Celebrity Family Feud. We'll talk about that first since we watched it first. Rob, Hold take on. it away. I'm, I'm queuing it up right here. It's a pretty concise description. Hosted by Steve Harvey, the highly popular stand-up comedian and Emmy Award-winning game show host, Celebrity Family Feud pits celebrities and their families against each other in a contest to name the most popular responses to survey-type questions posed to 100 people. There you go. I must say, Steve Harvey has bounced back very nicely from that whole Miss Universe situation. That was that was a low point for Steve Harvey. That was a low point. Was I that feel the low like point for Steve Harvey. No, there are many other low points <laughs> for Steve Harvey. I was like, I'm pretty sure when his show got canceled, that that seems probably a low point, and he did nothing after that. Like nothing hit until he was on so low. He was like, okay, let me do this Family Feud bullshit. Yeah, like you know, I forget who it was before him, but it was like a no one, no one. It was wasn't it Louis Anderson before him? So there were. A surprising number of different Family Feud hosts in a really short period of time. Like Louis Anderson was one. Al from Home Improvement was one. Oh, there was like a third one too. Richard Dawson, the original, who well, would, who would just kiss all the women. There was Richard <laughs> Dawson was like the OG who was did for a long time. Yeah. I'm saying like after it sort of went away for a little bit, and there were a lot. There was also. Who's the guy who won the first Dancing with the Stars? Mr. Peterman from Seinfeld. Oh, that's right. Oh, I, yeah. He yeah. hosted for a little bit, too. Yeah, absolutely. So just like it's like the C and D tier celebrities are like the hosts of this. Then you had Steve Harvey comes in. He's clearly on that same list. At, 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 the, at the time, time he started hosting Family Feud. Yeah, he was he was down there at the bottom. And now like this, like we did Family Feud and Thunderdome and like something that I find really interesting about this like so Sunday night is like the night for like TV like the most critically acclaimed shows most popular shows like your Game of Thrones like Breaking Bad Sopranos Walking Dead Sunday Night Football these are all on Sunday night and so ABC is like how do we compete with this Steve Harvey 
we're giving the whole freaking night to Steve Harvey. <laughs> so <It's> insane. <laughs> yeah. I, I do say like it's the summer though. It's not like the only like HBO I think is the only one airing anything like new on Sunday nights right now. Do you think they've just I kind of hate to say this. Do you think they've just kind of conceded Sunday night and they're just like, let's just put something fun on for people who don't want to watch these serious shows. And it's just, you know, I mean, it's the summer. So like, I don't know what kind of, I'm not a TVD marketer. I'm not like looking at the schedule to see who's on, but yeah. like I could totally see family feud being on primetime in the summer just because fuck yeah. it. What else no, sure. Doing? I mean, airtime's cheap in the summer. Sure. Like when your biggest show is, uh, Who's got talent or whatever? Yeah, Mary's got talent. Different network. Who's yeah. got talent? I mean, but that's the biggest show. <laughs> who's of got summer, talent? A big show. It is show of the summer. It's the show of the summer. It's, it's the, the show <laughs> of TV. <laughs> just about to say that. It, it it does get more than Game of Thrones, right? Because because of the network versus cable thing. I I have no idea. I would imagine so because HBO's premium is not even his like, premium channel. Because like overall, Game of Thrones is the show of the summer. Right? For sure. For yeah. sure. I just well, I just think that there's more episodes of America's Got Talent. Oh yeah, for sure. And there's just more people will watch it week to week. I think. So, what were some of the good answers that we saw in this in this Family Feud episode? Let's say so about these Bachelor Bachelorette contestants. Yeah, they are not that good at the Family Feud. Not great. <laughs> well, you don't want good people. It's definitely it's definitely like, a lot more fun if people are bad. You want you want bad people. You want people to say ridiculous things. That's what you want. That, that's true. Like the tree branch answer was by far the best answer that we saw. Tell us more about this tree branch answer. Uh, so the question was, what do you want to not crawl into your bed while you're camping? Something close in the ballpark of you that. Can, you can like, if Chris, you want to say the we asked a hundred people. Okay, go ahead. Name something that might crawl into your sleeping bag when you're camping. A tree branch. <laughs> Show me tree branch. <laughs> well, no, he, he had to. He had to. Talk, he had to mock that answer for two solid minutes. Everyone before. was oh, laughing. Everyone. The people. Her teammates. Everyone was laughing. She didn't seem to really know why everyone was laughing. Didn't seem like it. Not she, for a little bit. The best is the contestants give the bad answers and then just are like trying to justify it. What? What? That's no. That's pretty no, good, the right? Best part it's about number one. Boggy, right? It's like a bog. <laughs> The Boggy best, got a lot of points. It did actually. The best yeah. part is Steve Harvey when he's like, "Yeah, stick, okay." Like he's just like, the look he gives on his face and like the way he acts is just so good. He has very good facial expressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has that just look at the camera and have this look of just bewilderment on your face. <laughs> he's got that. He's got that Tucker Carlson. You look at the camera, and you have like that look of bewilderment. No, yeah. I didn't know that was called the Tucker Carlson. Oh yeah, that's like that's like his game these days. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. I still don't even know what we're talking about. Talking about Family Feud. I don't Tucker Carlson. I like. I wouldn't worry I don't too even much know about who it. That is. Don't worry about it. Fox. He, he's he's a he's a Fox News host. Crossfire. Formerly on Crossfire. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so Family Feud. I don't, I don't. What's your history with Family Feud? Like. Everyone's seen Family Feud, I'm assuming. Sure. When I was a kid, I'd watch Family Feud with Richard Dawson and I think Ray Combs was the other guy who was host for a few years. On the Game Show Network, probably the Richard Dawson ones or something. Because that, no, no. like, that was like from the 70s, wasn't it? Well, no, I, like 
it was on TV a lot in like the late eighties, early nineties. It's like in syndication. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was watching tons of Family Feud as a kid. Nice. I, I feel like I watched some of the Louis Anderson. Yeah. Family Feud, not very good. I, I really, did. Well, go ahead. I was gonna say I also definitely watched a little bit of the Al from Home Improvement era. <laughs> and I was like, is that Al from Home <laughs> Improvement? And like. He was not that good. Like, no. In the fast money, when they'd won, he'd keep forgetting to say what the number one answers were. <laughs> yeah, it's not a very hard show to host. Uh, apparently, you know, apparently uh, the host is the easiest one to host. I guess that's fair. I guess you have to make jokes. Thunderdome might be an easier show to host. Like, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, Thunderdome is pretty good. Like this, you, that Family Feud, you just have to actually, you know, be able to ask questions. And like go over and be personal to people and have to interact. There's a lot of game <laughs> <laughs> shows that you don't have to do any of that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. Max, that's what's your Family Feud history? Uh, I believe Family Feud is America's second worst long-running game show. What's the worst? worst? Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. It's all luck. I guess it's kind of luck. Uh, it's also kind of figuring out word puzzles. There's definitely some luck involved, but that's. I just I just don't think it's very engaging. Family Feud, at least it's funny. At least it's got Steve Harvey. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. What? My mom and my grandfather were on Wheel of Fortune. Well. Uh, That's pretty great. My dad was on Jeopardy three times. Really? Was he uh, was he a champion? Yeah. Two-time two time champ. Two-time champ. Paid for our house in LA. Oh shit, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you? Does he have a plaque? Because I feel like if I was a Jeopardy champion, I would have a plaque. Got the DVD. Oh man, we gotta watch that. We gotta gotta watch that. We've opened this door. I don't really. I think we should close it, but we've opened it. The game. The game. Yeah. Just just like family, family home videos of game shows. (laughs) I don't know. I we had a VHS. I don't know where it is. Chris, we can say that the door is only open if it's a game show that you then also have a reality show connection to. That's fine. I, I don't know. I just don't know what we have a lot to say about Family Feud. Like, I like parts of it, but I also think it takes too long, as I'll we'll talk about in Thunderdome as well. But well, Thunderdome definitely took too long. I feel like Family Feud. It's just it's moving. Sometimes, I don't know. I I didn't really think the questions were that good this time. Now, it's all about the questions and the people. So this is the thing, like, so in Celebrity Family Feud, like, I've seen, I've, like, randomly put on Celebrity Family Feud from time to time. And the Fast Money, it's really funny, they definitely make it super easy. Way easier than normal Family Feud. Oh, yeah. Because they want the celebrities to win and give the money to the charity. Right, right, right. And, like, a great example I have is, I, I only saw the Fast Money of this because I, like, tuned in and it was just in the middle of it, was Snoop Dogg was doing the Fast Money. And one of the questions he and someone from his family got was, name a color in a traffic light. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you what? guess what the two colors Snoop and his uh, family member gave? Red and green. Oh, Max, how'd you figure that out? Because everybody thinks it's yellow and not amber. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, between red and green, they got 90 plus points. That's, That's almost half what you need. That would have been great, great if you said it was amber. <laughs> <laughs> amber is so good. Well, I mean, as we saw in this one, sometimes people give answers that are not valid. There was... <laughs> 
I can't remember what that one what that one question was. It was like on a scale of one to ten, how zero. good is your husband's driving? Yeah, and somebody just goes zero. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so he doesn't know how to drive. Like, <laughs> like so negative. Another really good one from a different episode was this was NFL players. And question was, um, if your wife made you pay for sex, how much is too much? <laughs> and one guy says. Six million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Harvey lost oh. on this answer. He had great. He like he went on for a while, and he was like, you know, three million. I'll do you. Six million. No. <laughs> Number one answer was one dollar. <laughs> oh my god, so good. And this was the fast money round. This was fast money. Oh man, <laughs> it's got to be bad when you lose it on fast money because it's like. If that's not the last question, that well, gets it's into your twenty seconds. Yeah. Sometimes if Steve Harvey's really having a hard time getting through the fast money because he's laughing too much, they'll kind of stop it, rewind the clock a little bit, and start it again. But I've yeah. never seen that. Well, I've I, just, seen I don't that. really watch Family Feud. The only thing I like about Family Feud is when I watch like the highlights on YouTube of Steve Harvey. Oh yeah. That's the best. Of just of the, the, the classic terrible answers. Steve Harvey just the, can't. So that stick answer should definitely be on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stick's pretty good. Uh, also, usually they do the, uh, you know, when somebody gives an answer, all the other teammates are like, clap hands and be like, good answer, good answer. None of that. I think it's because they were not family with each other this time. They're I just feel like, like they just didn't know what how Family Feud worked. They're just like competitive contestants from another reality show. <laughs> They just didn't know how it worked. Didn't know how it worked? They didn't watch Family Feud to know the good answer thing. I feel like when you show up at Family Feud, whoever's prepping you before you go out, it's like, all right, just remember, like, just encourage the people in your family when they say something to say good answer, even if it's not a good answer. The best is when they give, like, that stick answer and everyone's like, good answer. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Not a good answer. Sometimes they, they, you, they hear the good answer and you can like tell it's like a, oh, that was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so as we, we watch this because of The Bachelor and Bachelorette were the celebrities, quote unquote, which I don't think anyone knew who any of those people were. Uh, so what? So we have the challenge, which funnels all the MTV reality yeah. show people into the challenge. Is What is going to happen on ABC? Are these like people and reality shows are going to funnel to a new reality show like i think that that's just bachelor in paradise isn't it yeah i don't know i've never seen it so i don't know what it's it, about it, i think it is bachelor in paradise for this but we'll, we'll get to bachelor in paradise later. yeah okay okay i'm just like well so they've been funneled to this reality show this is like what tier reality show do you think this is like Fam- the, family like, feud yeah it's like the challenge feud is not a reality show <laughs> <laughs> game show game show all right game well, there's all the game shows on primetime, so I guess that's got to be yeah, pretty high game show wise. I feel like like it's pretty it's it's it's, it's kind of it's in that primetime game show category. It's in that dealer other it's, it's in that dealer no deal category. Is dealer no deal still on? I don't think it's don't still think on, so. but like it's like that like that that's the category it was well, in. Like the 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 king of the primetime game show was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which I burned super hot and bright and then was gone super fast. I think that, that one's kind of in a different class. I think that one's more popular than any of these shows. Oh, for have sure. Been. That like that's that's what I'm saying. Like it's the pinnacle. That's that's your bar, you're like that's the top. And then everything else is somewhat below that. I remember when that was happening 
And like it was just no one had ever given away that much money on a game show before, and it was insane. And everyone was just watching every night to see if somebody would win it. It was yeah. crazy. Regis was the the king of New York for like a year or something. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It was pretty crazy. It was big when somebody actually won a million dollars. I was watching that episode. Oh, me too. Like live when that thing happened. I well, it was wasn't. Not. It was taped, but like you know. I was watching it live. I mean, when it was taped, but I was it, watching when it. When it was aired. Watching the original airing. Original airing. This is pre-DVR for a lot of where, people. Where he didn't use any of his lifelines, and then he called his dad. <laughs> he called his dad to, to be like, like, like hey, I need I'm your up. help. I'm just going to win. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Super I think cocky. I remember that. Super cocky. I love it. That Everybody remembers that. We're, we're, we're moving far away from Family Feud at this point. <laughs> Do, what we have, does anyone else have anything to say about it? It's fine. It's a great show. Yeah, it's good. It's very enjoyable, watchable. All right. Are we going to rank it? Yeah, we gotta, you got to we'll rank, rank it. We'll rank it. Okay. Gotta, what's your rank? Are we going to do both the rankings at the end, or are we just rank Family Feud now? I think we just got Family Feud out of the way yeah, right now. agree. Okay. All right. Well, Harrison, what's your, what's your rank here? Ooh. Um, I think I think it's gonna, probably going to be a top third show. Like, whoa, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't say it's probably going to be. It's e- It's got to be well, what I'm, it I'm is. Well, I'm getting into my explanation of it. Well, then is it a top third, or is it going <laughs> to probably be a top third with your explanation? Well, I was going to walk through your explanation a little bit right. and then decide at the end of it. Okay. But I think it's going to okay. be a top third show just because, like, it's uh, it's it's watchable. It's fun. If it was on TV, I'd watch it. I wouldn't turn it off. Like, I'm not going to watch it religiously. So it's probably towards the bottom of the top third. I'm going to say bottom of the top third. I'm going to go <laughs> with... I'm going to go with the th- three. <laughs> oh, you're adopting the James scale? Uh, no, I probably shouldn't. I probably I guess shouldn't. James isn't here. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. I, I, so, like, if it was regular Family Feud, I feel like it might be higher a higher rank than Celebrity Family Feud. I feel like the questions just aren't as good. And, you know, I feel like the people just aren't as... They're not, they're not going to do outlandish things a lot. I mean, they kind of did in this way. We had one good answer, so... I'm yeah. going to go with the top of the bottom third. Oh, top of the bottom. Oh, harsh. I'm, I'm a harsh mistress. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to put this in the top third. Like, Family Feud is a super fun show. It's great to watch. I really enjoy it. I think Chris does make a good point that normal Family Feud is better than Celebrity Family Feud, usually. Yeah. Although that NFL one was super fun. Like, that was... They're that was one that all had, kinds of insane answers. Well, that's just that like one. they took but like the dumbest people. Like. Yeah. That was the one that had Gronk on it, right? Was it that no, one? No, I don't think Gronk was on it. I think it was just random NFL people. Gronk has definitely been on. Like, it I don't think I saw the Gronk. It might have been, hit, it might have been him and his family. I think it was Gronk with his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was just like, this was like the Bachelor Bachelorette one, which is like random NFL people all together. Gotcha. But yeah, like, um, but yeah, I, Family Feud's a great show. I'm I'm a fan, so I'm giving, giving it the top third. Max? Uh, I'm with you, Chris. Um, bottom third, but it is watchable. So top of the bottom third. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we have this new ranking oh, system. Man. It wasn't granular enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to Thunderdome. Uh, Harrison, you want to give us welcome the, uh, to the Thunderdome description of Thunderdome for us? Uh, yes. I I will warn you that the description is a little bit long. But we're going to all get through it together. ABC.com, hire some editors. Steve Harvey's Thunderdome from Mark Burnett is a seed funding competition reality series where two budding entrepreneurs go head to head to win over a live studio audience to fund their ideas, products, or companies. 
The audience represents the customer, and as the customer is always right, they vote to determine the winner. But in each round, following the pitches and before Steve Harvey reveals the results of the crowd's majority vote, the entrepreneurs face a major dilemma. One of the entrepreneurs is allowed to cash out and walk away for a lesser amount, but if the entrepreneur cashes out, they forego the opportunity to win the whole cash prize for that round. A good move if they lost the crowd vote, but a bad move if they would have won it. Steve Harvey hosts, infusing humor, passion, and support for the American dream. Garbage. Steve Harvey's Thunderdome on ABC. Garbage. I don't want to invest my personal time talking about such, such an utter shit show. I can't believe this is on the air. <laughs> oh, we're coming in hot. The Real thing, hot. The thing I see is like it could be interesting if you shorten everything. Get at six, get six products on. Like three products is like way too few. There is a much larger problem with the show. I mean, there is other problems with the show, and like if the problem is, is you spent fifteen to twenty minutes. Like with commercial time, talking about a product that you're like, well, that's way better than that. All right, let's move on. Like that's just like that just fucking happens. Right, it's not a competition. Like basically, they put up two potential products and people vote on it, but it's not at all interesting if one of the products everyone knows is better than the other one. That's true. Like if it was only like five minutes on something like that, okay. It's like it's like shitty Shark Tank. Like it's, <laughs> it's shitty exactly Shark Tank. What it is. Yeah, I, I feel like the head-to-head Shark Tankness is cool. It's but too, everything else is shit. It's too hard to have a head-to-head Shark Tank because it's too hard to pit two companies together that are like so close. Yeah, that it would be a question yeah, of who right. would win. Of uh, so we watched um, one one point three 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 episodes. And of the eight products we saw, three were shirts with pockets in them. (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) yeah, and one was kind of like a shirt for that dog that you could carry it with. It's more like a, (laughs) I guess it's a shirt for the dog with a pocket, but it doesn't go on a person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so the first one was was a pet-themed one. Yeah. So first we see this contraption that you can Dumb. basically put your dog's legs through and carry it around Turn for your dog into a suitcase for purposes <laughs> unknown to me but it seems like there's reasons you would want to do it like i like that the guy was like this is great because if you need to like groom your dog he won't be able to claw or bite you and it was like yeah you're putting your hand right by the dog i think you're sure you can still claw and bite you also that thing <laughs> well, is covering like, like most of that dog's fur anyway so you can't really groom that dog when that well, thing's it's on more either. about cutting their nails like do i feel like yeah, yeah cutting a dog's nails would be easier in that thing than like him them not in that thing sure and it's not like a cat where the cat has like more dexterous limbs that can actually scratch you with your other their other like here's the question i have about that thing how easy is it to get the dog in? We didn't <laughs> see them put the dog in. He came out with the dog already. Well, that dog is very well trained. Oh yeah, and he was very calm when he was in the in the contraption. Yeah, I was like, depends how well your dog is trained, probably. But I did like to th- imagine that dog being like, "What the hell is this? Get me out of here!" And like, this is yeah, for sure. And this is also very specifically for dogs that are light enough to be held at length with one arm. They yeah. said thirty under thirty five yeah. pounds. So I don't know. 
or cats. He said or cats. Or right. oh yeah, there there was a photo of the cat of a cat in the thing on the screen behind them, looking very unhappy about the situation. <laughs> that cat wanted no part of the pet peeve. <laughs> so then we go to I would almost say the worst product we saw. It is <laughs> by far the worst product we saw, which is a cat stripper pole thing. So I don't know. The way that they tee it up is they're just like we're professional. St- workout pole Pole dancers dancers. no no they're not professional pole dancers they're professional (laughs) exercise pole well they do pole dancing exercise they're not strippers that's (laughs) they're not strippers that we know of (laughs) but they they are competing in pole dancing competitions that's right they do not involve stripping one of them is the 2013 usa champion the other one's some kind of international champion worldwide champion 2013 was international 2016 was us so uh, so they're okay. just like there's like we just have so much fun pole dancing we just want to be able to pole dance with our cats so we made this product what was the back of their shirt saying it said pole dance with your cat on the back of the tank tops Ooh, they're wearing that's a that's a that's a tough tough sell so dumb did they have like spray cat catnip spray I just but like, what was the product the product was literally a cat scratch like you can go to a store and buy this product right now <laughs> but it's all you know pet friendly dies non-toxic <laughs> non-toxic yeah, non- key selling point non-toxic was their pitch for their cat scratching post like steve harvey basically asked them point black he's like hey how is this different from all the other scratching posts in the market and they're just like uh it's non-toxic it's non-toxic and it's made in the u.s they're like great you see, steve harvey you know he was trying to like pump up everyone on the show even he was like struggling to, to to take them seriously he was definitely kind of shit and he was it. like he just started talking with the catnip be like oh this is pot oh yeah. and yeah know. like he, he clearly uh, didn't never think heard that do. one before <laughs> max is so excited about this show max, max is in a dark place this time. <laughs> we had we had chris in a dark place a few weeks ago yeah now now max is is in a, you know, a rough spot on this on this journey that we call reality tv <laughs> Everyone has their ups and downs. Oh I, I'm also max level here. I don't even know if we need to talk about these products. We're, we like, gotta keep talking like, about these products. Like I don't. The products are the best part of the show. Yeah, I mean they are. That's what I said. If they could short, shorten it so you get 30 second pitches of each, then the people vote and then they show the results. You I get actually, out of there. It's like some of what you said. You said if they had six products, I think it's different. I think if this was a 30 minute show, they did three things. Yeah, but this just it's moving and it. You see the product and they vote and they do the other thing and then it's done. Like I <laughs> feel like just, it might be, it might be all right. They, they just there's so much delay for no reason in this show. They're like the products that are on here are already mostly garbage. Imagine <laughs> yeah. if they had to find twice as many to put on this show. I agree. I'm just saying, then don't make the fucking show. Can't <laughs> find <enough> people. <laughs> make the shit up, like fucking that sugar pole thing. I mean, producers could set that shit up. So, like, you know, yeah. one. So, like, a lot of these are things that just would never fly on Shark Tank because these are the kinds of products that get thrown out because they're not a real company on Shark Tank. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, like at this point, a lot of these are just ideas or kind of prototypes, and they're looking well, to get their like, first ever money to like m- like make something. I think some of them actually sell these products like somewhere. The ones that are they were in the hundred thousand dollar bucket for sure. I feel like you know I've heard. I don't know if I've heard of it. Pet Peta. Pet Peta seems like they could probably sell that online pretty. Probably, easily. yeah. But like, usually one of the first things that they ask you in Shark Tank is like what are your sales and the people that say i have no sales or it's like 
nothing basically are just out immediately and here that is not even in the consideration set for whether or not these people are going to get money right but um the, the other thing we talked about compared to shark tank like we're not sure that we don't think abc or the show has any stake they're just giving them basically a cash prize they talk about it as a prize yeah. at least one but of the they contestants said did seed funding they so do I say funding s- so i'm like are you taking anything for this funding says so like i don't think so i think it's I think it's it's purely a cash prize. Like, I think there's a question of like, is this actually also a game show? Did we, you know, s- s- is this actually the one where we snuck a game show in without realizing it? Because it's just basically you're competing and you get a cash prize and that's it. Did we just do two game shows? We might have. <laughs> Steve Harvey I is an s- Emmy Award winning game show host. That is true. I could see this being categorized as a game show. Like, there's an argument for it. Yeah. So I think we did. I don't know. There's an argument on both sides, but I might lean more towards game show than... It might be. It definitely seems like a cash prize. Uh, I don't know. But I mean, does that mean that Shark Tank is a game show? No, I don't think Shark... Because they're, inve- they're actually doing actual seed funding and stuff like that. It's like Shark Tank is a reality show, a, a suppose, supposedly a reality show about the occupation of being an investor, yes. kind of, right? This is a reality show about who knows or who knows what a game Steve show. Steve Harvey's about who knows not what. an investor. In this <laughs> no, thing. right. He's definitely the game show host for sure. Uh, I mean, so do I? Don't even remember the second group of prizes. Well, I, I think we should finish like just so the they both give their pitches, then the audience votes. So we got I got some serious you the jury vibes, both from the fact that this is another who wants to be a millionaire themed set. Is this like? I didn't know that was still an aesthetic that was big, but I know. think that they're like this is we talked about this a little bit during the show, but this is ABC, so I do feel like they're they might be reusing some incarnation of the Millionaire set for this. They said they were in LA, and I thought Millionaire was only New York. So it's was just, there a Millionaire set in LA? There's just been so many versions of that in hosts that I can't imagine that one of the hosts wasn't I, an LA person. I feel like so I watched, you know, all those British shows I watched. Oh, yes. There was one that... Weakest Link? The, the, no, the quarter drop thing definitely <laughs> yeah. looked like, you know, surrounded by black, all like white in the middle. And it's just like, they all kind of look the same, whether they're the same set or not. It's hard to tell. I don't know. Like, that's just like an aesthetic of a game show. This one's pretty this distinctive, point. though, I feel like. No, it looks the same. Hell no. The only thing different about it is that stupid pole that they bring up in the middle. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, so so that, that's what I was getting <laughs> to. So after the, the audience votes on who gets the, in this case, it was $10,000 they were trying to get. They raise, the, they dramatically raise this button out from the middle of the stage and a screen just shows some random cash prizes that are about like between 15 and 25% of what they're going to get. And one of them can press the button to cash out and guarantee they get that money. And so if you're going to lose the audience vote, it's a really good move. But if you're going to win the audience vote, you're not going to get the, the 10,000. And so we're looking at this. We're like, oh, this, this, this cat poll, they got to take the money. And <laughs> as soon as the number went above 20%, she leaped onto the button and hit it as hard as she could. So much that Steve Harvey like, was taken aback by how aggressively she did it. So clearly she knew what we knew, that they had lost that vote. Well, Steve Harvey said... Hey, why'd you hit that button so fast? And she was like, it was pretty clear to me that we were not going to win and that that other product is way better than ours. All right. So do you think those people actually spent it on that stupid stripper cat pole or they just went to like the bar and just got No, they just went to... They, they went to the strip club. 
I can't <laughs> they imagine their other stripper pole. This can't possibly be a real product, right? I can't a, imagine. A scratching post? I totally <laughs> believe that's a real product. <laughs> what, 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 what was the name of that product? Xper. Xper. I'm looking Googling it, it. Don't worry. All right. So yeah, what's the next set of products? All right, so I don't know if the, all you're Googling, the next set of products was someone who had the first ever product to help dry your weave if you have a weave in your hair. And basically, it was a hair dryer with a little extra extension on it. She claimed to Steve Harvey, this is the first product in existence that helps you dry your hair. I think it just blew hair, blew hot air towards your, like, the hair inside the attachment instead mm. of, like, just, like, hot air, like, blowing out the end. I don't know. It was dumb. It was very dumb. It was another one that was... I didn't really understand how it worked. Like, she should have given a demo or something. She doesn't have a weave. She totally No, she has does. A weave. She did. She said she has a weave. I thought that was just wavy hair. Like, wh- define a weave. I don't <laughs> understand what they All say. Right. My what is say. a weave? Everyone should give their guess of what a weave is. <laughs> I thought that, like, a weave was when you weave in either some fake hair or other human hair into yours to make it kind of more full or longer or something like that. Kind of like hair extensions, like a type of hair extension. That's also what I think it is. I don't know what a weave is. I (laughs) thought it was a full on wig. All right. Since we're Googling. Somebody somebody needs to look up what a weave is. I'll look up what a weave is. Okay. So well, how the, I've got a little bit of info on Xper. I looked up their Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they have a Kickstarter from a couple years ago, it looks like. Uh, 6,000 of a 5,000 goal. Yeah, 118 backers, $6,400 raised. They made their goal, 5,000. So Can't believe uh, it. Uh, September 2016 was when they ran their Kickstarter. So they've at least been around for almost coming up on a year now. What a piece Somehow. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> what was I'm the so other product? Bad. I literally don't remember. We it, just watched it. Was, no it idea. was the bathroom kit. Yeah. Okay. So basically the pitch on this one was there's this kind of prepackaged kit that you have that has like a patented oversized toilet seat guard, like one of those paper guards. It had toilet paper in there and something else, which I uh, remember. It had, you know what's some real shit? What's some real shit, Max? <laughs> there's somebody at work. I don't know who it is, but they use those. Then they don't flush it. Somebody at your work, yes, like uses down one of those paper things on the toilet seat. Yeah, but then doesn't flush it. Do you have like a dispenser of those yeah. at the toilets? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not like somebody brought theirs from no. the bathroom kit. No, they just don't <laughs> That's flush what it. I For a second, I thought Max said someone at work uses that portable yeah. bathroom thing. Oh no, no, and, no, no. I, was and like, I was like, what? How is this just coming up? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I I've seen people uh, at work barefoot in the bathroom. That's not great, no. I would say. <laughs> I, did you mention the wet wipes in the thing? The oh, there's wet wipes too? Yeah. So it was a way to wipe your ass, uh, protect your ass, and then wash your hands. Good to go. All uh, you protect need. your ass. Yeah. And that, there, was, there was a pretty clear winner on this one as well. Yeah, it was just like two seconds in. I'm she, like, okay. Like, have we uh, talked about uh, the, the weave person's bold claim? That oh, there is the no first ever other item products. that dries your hair. Yeah, I have mentioned. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah, and then she and again we knew she lost and she knew she lost. She actually was holding her hand over the button 
looking at the amount and like asking the crowd like do i hit it now or not and then the guy was just like had such a smug look on his face like i got my 10g he was standing there so confidently the bathroom kit guy it's yeah. great he knew he knew have we figured we out what a weave is yet from wikipedia.org artificial hair integrations more commonly known as hair extensions or hair weaves add length and or fullness to human hair hair extensions are usually clipped on by other hair by incorporating additional human or synthetic hair the methods include tape-in extensions clip-in or clip-on extensions fusion method weaving method and wigs okay so it sounds like it can mean lots of different things a lot of things got it for some reason i was thinking like cornrows and i was like no that's not right cornrows yeah i was like is this the thing to help you you know dry cornrows like i don't know is that a problem well she did say that it could be used to dry dry dreadlocks as well yeah she's like who out here has dreadlocks and then it's like the crowd's like (laughs) (laughs) what is that she she got in i don't know if she got unlucky but her her product is very specific to having a a weave or dreadlocks and i don't think that really helps her with the crowd vote it doesn't have the other thing that didn't help her is this those by steve harvey who is the opposite of having a weave. A bald man. And he, and he took fake offense, but might have been a little bit of real offense at her statements of how important your hair is. Here's here's how you do this demo in the show. You put a fucking wig on Steve Harvey's exactly. head, and then you dry that shit you, with the weave dryer. You put the wig on Steve Harvey's head, you jump a bucket of water in Steve Harvey's <laughs> head. <laughs> and then you dry, you dry that shit out. Steve Probably Harvey or... is not happy, and the crowd definitely is like, Give that person all the money. Hundred <laughs> percent. Probably not allowed to do that. Power move. That's called a power move. Sure, that's what they would have wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It didn't seem like she really had any kind of great demo. She she just was. She kept on holding up that attachment. She had a mannequin head with a wig on it that she never did anything that's with. Thing. She has a weave in her hair. She has the mannequin head with the hair, and she didn't do anything with either of them. She had no effort in the demo. It was terrible. No demo. Whatever. All right. So what she was lo- the last. She lost the other. The, the bathroom guy got the money. We all knew. So then the last one was a husband and wife who make normal looking shirts that have a pouch to put your baby in. Have like in like the chest area. Yeah. So instead of like the, the baby Bjorn that you kind of wear externally on top of your clothes, this is like, oh, it looks like normal clothes. And oh, wait, just let me slip my baby in this. Which, like, actually, to their credit, like especially with the guy like when he walked out like i didn't even realize he was wearing a shirt that had the pouch on it maybe i wasn't looking closely enough for it but i didn't notice it i, I agree like i also wasn't looking for it but like i didn't notice until they're like it's not just the mom maybe the dad needs to like, have the baby no. and it's like oh he's got the shirt too yeah they they, they had they, like they had a pretty good demo down in general it was fine yeah. um i would get a look like but these the last two were asking for a hundred thousand dollars not just ten thousand so we were banking on a better performance than the first because honestly with the fir- first two pairs if if i'm in that audience and there's a third option of don't give any of these idiots money that's the one i'm pressing oh yeah for sure oh yeah that would have been a good option i think that would have made the show a little more interesting oh yeah these like these ones seem like they could be more in that shark tank zone of like they have their actual companies that have products with sales and they're looking to use this money to expand their companies all right the next one definitely seems like it could be on shark tank later yeah like it's too at this point it's too early for shark tank i don't know there's definitely like there are definitely companies that go on shark tank asking for a hundred thousand like no i will i mean he might not be as successful to be on shark Tank. yeah maybe yeah um anyway go, go over the 
to yeah so then yeah so i was a little bit concerned with the baby shirt because i feel like those things that you strap baby to your chest on they kind of like are have straps that go kind of behind your shoulders for like extra support and i worry a little bit about the weight of a baby just being all on like the front of your chest they're only supported by the shirt it could have like the baby bjorn thing just inside the clothing that you can't see maybe they didn't really talk about that so i'm just going to assume that it doesn't have the extra support and i wonder if they've done any clinical trials on it maybe it's just for like really newborns where they're only like seven to eight pounds maybe this you can use this to carry your baby for the first three weeks <laughs> and <laughs> then, then and then get a baby and, bjorn and then your back is fucked <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that giant pocket can also <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so flash forward to us seeing the first two companies of the next episode, and one of them was just a giant pocket on the front of it. You could definitely, it's basically <laughs> the same product. You could have put a baby in it, but it was just a bunch of frat bros pitching it this time. Yeah, basically, the difference is just in the aesthetic that yeah. like, the mom and dad tried to make it look like a normal shirt, and they just make it look there's this giant thing in the middle of your shirt that's a pocket, and that's like part of like, oh, look, I got this giant thing that looks like pieces of bacon on my shirt, but it's actually a pocket. Yeah. The pocket, the, the giant pocket is supposed to be iconic on that shirt, I think. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. That was... But... All right, let's go back. Was, no, let's no. What was the other product on the show we saw? On the oh, one? oh yeah. So on, on the one that was versus the baby pocket, there no, no, was... We should just finish off the Oh, finish off the... Oh, yeah. That there was also there was a the guy beer, with a tie yeah. that had a little place to put a beer bottle or a beer can in. And th- that guy at least had really good pitch like he had props he was like changing his outfit and talking about things like he clearly worked on how he was going to sell it to a better degree than most of the other people that product seems like a winner i don't want to store random shit in my shirt (laughs) it seems like the shirt's just gonna get dirty like i don't want to put i don't want to put my beer in my shirt like that so I like the tie thing because it's kind of thing. I would, I would buy one of those products. Like if I was going out tailgating, yeah. like if I was when I was in college going to tailgating every week, that tie thing would be great. Just you, this is awesome. you would people college kids will wear that to tailgates. They'll wear it to frat parties. They'll do all that shit. Like I don't want a decent product. Yeah. Don't want a giant pocket. The pocket, like yeah. Throw no some way. All right, so there. let's go. Let's go back. Okay, so who the people be- competing with a baby actual baby shirt? Yeah, is. Somebody selling you vegetables, vegetables cheaper. Basically, the pitch is... Because they is, don't look as good. Yeah, like there's all these vegetables that are grown and get rejected because all these supermarkets have these marketing standards that all their vegetables have to look a certain way. They have to look good for them to be on the shelves. So they say one out, one out, one out of every five vegetables are thrown out because of these standards, but they're perfectly fine to eat and they're the same as the other vegetables. So basically, the service is like they will just ship you, ship you a bunch of these... Well, they'll take that... And the savings and pass it on to you. Yeah, they will They will collect all the vegetables from the island of misfit vegetables and send them to you. <laughs> but I'm assuming then you don't get to pick what vegetables you get. I don't think so. It doesn't seem like it. So it seems like, you know, there are, even if I would like choose like, hey, just send me all the shitty looking zucchini. I'll eat it. Just like, But I don't want shitty Brussels sprouts because I'm not going to eat that. There are certainly already uh, like services like this that will just send you a box of assorted fresh produce based on whatever's fresh right now. Like just, you know, once a week, once a month, whatever. Like this kind of stuff definitely exists. The spin is like the ugly vegetables thing. I I don't like, I don't know how sophisticated his operations, but it might be something like, hey, you've got a box that entails you to five different things. But right now in stock, in season or in area, there's 10. So you can pick five of the ten, and you get shipped to you. The thing I was like, this that 
like, I don't know if this is but like that box is pretty big, and I imagine like get a box with that many vegetables in it. It's like most of that's going bad. I can't eat that many vegetables. No, Harrison it's Hoffman not even hasn't possible. even seen that many vegetables in a year. Well, Harrison Hoffman can't eat that many vegetables. I think <laughs> also a normal person. I could eat all. Would eat more than to, him. But you have to have like a family of ten be cooking that for. <laughs> I could eat that many vegetables. That's a whole fucking crate of vegetables that are going to be bad after like a week. Don't worry about it. I got it. All right, I believe in you, Chris. But yeah, but it's I basically blue vegetables. apron, but just ugly vegetables. Yeah, and then you still have to buy other stuff to cook with the vegetables. Well, for sure. <laughs> and I felt like he didn't pitch it very well. Like I felt like I like I, I I'd seen a. Th- I'd seen a thing that John Oliver did on this kind of stuff a year ago about like how yeah. food is wasted from that. So, so I was like, as soon as he said, I was like, oh yeah, I kind of know what he's talking about. But I feel like if you didn't know about this, you would just been like super confused. But like, why do I want these weird vegetables? Yeah, like, why do I want this butt zucchini? He definitely didn't land the point very well of like, hey, the only reason why you're not just buying these at the supermarket is because of how they look. Like they like they taste the exact same. They're just as good for you as other vegetables. Like. Like if you, I think you need to land that a little bit more, and he just kind of glossed over that. Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing to say. Well, and so then they went. The audience voted. They went to the the cash out thing, and we thought vegetable guy should cash out. Just didn't like his pitch. Neither of them cashed out. Both of them were like, "We got this," which was interesting. Yeah. And it turned out vegetable guy won a hundred thousand dollars. It just seemed like just with the way that his pitch went and the level of enthusiasm that the audience had, I just didn't think he was going to get it. Yeah. Uh, like I his mean, product is going to do some good in the world. The lullaboo is literally just the baby Bjorn. Yeah. I mean, like it's certainly, I guess it's more broadly applicable because yeah, everyone eats vegetables say, in the audience. Like it's just easier to vote for something that actually applies to you. Totally. Whereas, like most of the people, either if they have kids or older and like, most of them might not have kids. Like it's hard to tell what the demographic of the audience was. Just easier. You just got to make a product that everyone wants. <laughs> it's easy, right? Well, it's harder to find a product that no one's made that everyone wants. Exactly. Not everyone wants that. It's just everyone might can have that. Right. Yeah. Like, like has like an interest. The 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 potential audience is a lot bigger. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I I feel like half hour show would make this maybe. Well, we haven't given our ratings yet. I, I also want this to be a live show that America can vote live on. That would make it a lot more interesting. You want more you, the jury. To this. I want you, the investor. <laughs> you, the funder. Uh, I mean, if it was you, the funder, they definitely couldn't shorten any of the things that they're trying to do. <laughs> they got to make it longer than to give time for the America to vote. They, There's got to be more story involved in what's going on. It's not just a 30 second pitch. It's got to have like a video, their hometown, and you know where they got the inspiration, <laughs> all that bull crap. I, I got an idea. So you got Steve Harvey's Thunderdome. You have Steve Harvey Family Feud. You see the pitch, and it's like, okay, while America votes, let's play a quick game of Family Feud. Da-da-da. And then you come back and Da-da-da. finish the Thunderdome. It's more like a variety show. Exactly. I like that. It could be more like, okay, so the beginning of the episode, you have this Thunderdome thing, and then you go around and you talk to other guests at a restaurant, and like <laughs> at the, and you do a bunch of little skits that are also equally as bad, and then you come back when the audience is voted, like the world is voted, then you can do the whole spiel. Why are we at a restaurant? I missed that. Uh, Gordon Ramsay. F word. Oh, we're referencing the show I didn't see. The la- Got it. 
the last variety show that we watched that was so good. Uh, I missed out. Yeah, you definitely, definitely missed out on that one. Um, Time for rankings? Rank it. I was going to ask what you thought the best product was if all of them, if you could vote between all six or all eight. So which, all eight, which one would you Are pick? we voting on what we think will be the most successful or what product we want the most? Uh, let's go with both. Steve Harvey. <laughs> oh, done. That's the right answer. <laughs> uh, Stop talking about this fucking show. <laughs> We're almost done. In okay. terms of something I might use, it's probably the box of vegetables, but I do think like it probably, I think the cost benefit of I'm going to pay X for these vegetables and 75% of them are going to go bad is going to make it not a good investment. Yeah. I think that's certainly possible. Uh, I think the tie, the beer tie, is definitely something I'd want. I think that that might be... I'm not sure that's the most successful one, but I think that's the one I want the I, most. Like, I think that that idea and related ideas of like like what they would expand to as they grow, I think that I think that, that company actually has the most potential. It seems like they actually at least have like a good idea of like what makes a good product. And like a lot of these, I don't know. I, Should we get those ties for the podcast? Uh, yes. <laughs> Can we get the Who Put This On logo on the tie? Oh. oh that's what he wanted, the funding, so yeah. he could get more colors. Get 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 the get the NFL license, whatever, whatever. Make some kind of batch, bachelorette party thing that you can wear. I don't know. You could do a bunch of shit with that. So we didn't actually see if he got the funding, but we're pretty sure he got the funding. Right? No doubt. Okay. Uh, that camo color was the best. Yeah, he had camo, great for hunting. I like that he was like, I got four colors. Is that enough? No, I need funding to get four more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> expanding to four new colors. All right. Max, what's your ranking on this one? I want to fucking die. <laughs> oh, man. So is that... So it's a middle tier? Is that what that is? Sounds like a five. No, this is like, a, is Steve Harvey going to be the next president? This is below Celebrity Apprentice. Is this your new, new bottom of the bottom? It's so bad. I do hate to bring up that this is a Mark Burnett show. And we know what happened Shit. the last time Mark yeah. Burnett did this. Well, to be fair, Mark Burnett has a number of reality shows. It's not like he does. he's one for one of getting his reality hosts into the White House. Mark Burnett's biggest impact on the world will be making Donald Trump the president. Well, what happened when, <laughs> you know, Propes 2024? Yeah, oh, Propes 2024 will be pretty good. Was Mark Burnett involved with the hero? Uh, he might have been, actually. If, if The Rock becomes president, that might trump <laughs> Trump's... Kingmaker. Yeah. I don't know. All right, Harrison. Where's it ranking? Um, ooh. <laughs> ooh. This is this, is this going to be Harrison's, <laughs> like, first <laughs> bottom third? So... I'm really torn because I really want to like this show because I like shows where people come to pitch their products and things like that. I think it's really interesting to look at the products and think about them. I just Three didn't. Of the products were pockets. I just didn't like. <laughs> right. Uh, the like, yeah. The there were not a lot of great products on there. The format of it wasn't awesome. I don't know. It's got to be bottom third. Well, well, actually, what's your additional ranking? You you started it. What? He s- wants to do the James ranking. The J- What's your James ranking? Oh, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do James ranking. This is like middle of the bottom third. You stole my... I was going to say... That's an the, eight. I was going to go middle of the bottom third. It's not so bad that I want to kill myself, but it's <laughs> definitely bad enough that I never want to see the show again. I might be able to change your minds. 
What if I told you the pet PETA is in itself, in its own way, a pocket? <laughs> are you saying you that we have... I'm saying that of eight products we saw, four are pockets. We have up to four products that are pockets. You you made that comment earlier. It's too good. I can't believe it. Max hasn't... He's just laying on the ground, like, despondent. I think Thunderdome <laughs> killed Max. Broke him, finally. It's... It, it's not Thunderdome. It's actually Thunderdome. Oh man, he he couldn't he couldn't survive the quad twos. He could not. So I thought it was supposed to be like a Thunderdome, but fun. <laughs> That's actually so. I actually hadn't really read about the show, and when somebody said when I got here that we we're watching the Thunderdome, like this is like is Steve Harvey going to be hosting some kind of variety fun show? variety show? I didn't realize until after the show that it was funds. Dome, because <laughs> yeah. they're funding. People. Right, yeah, that became clear. All right, Rob, where you put this one? Oh, easy bottom third. Okay, like I think, like as I said, there's a couple elements here. There's the there are elements of a good show here, but it does not execute, and they need better products. Well, I feel like the execution is just because it's an hour show. Like if well, you make part this a half hour show, much better. That's part of it. And I think there's other things they could do to be better. I, mean, I don't think I'm a fan of this who wants to be a millionaire aesthetic. I didn't think it worked on you, the jury. I don't, I don't think it really works here. <laughs> All right. I think we're done talking about this. We're done. Or are we? Updates. We got some updates. This is a big update week, I think. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a big one. Who watched the Bachelorette finale? Me. Max watched it. I did not. Did Rob watch it? I did not. You haven't seen it. Oh, man. But Max told me what happened. So. Yeah. Max also told me what happened before I saw it, too. <laughs> Sorry. What a jerk. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so what happened? So what happened? So we're starting with Eric, Brian, Peter. and Peter. So go through who has which bachelor So we all pick. All right, Rob, go ahead. If... Brian wins. We all owe Chris $5 each. Brian, a.k.a. Colombian Makeout Guys. He's known to our listeners. Thank you. Uh, if Peter from Wisconsin wins, I get the $5 from everyone. And if Eric wins, which is what Harrison <laughs> and I are now hoping for. Everyone loses. We take the $5 from everyone, buy some booze, and do shots in the podcast. So Correct. we haven't done that yet. So we'll have to do that. in a. If Eric wins, we'll have to do that in a future episode. Okay. Well, I've got news for you. Oh. Eric was the first one eliminated from the finale. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, basically they started off. So we we know about the fantasy suites thing, right? I uh, forget. Have we talked about fantasy suites in this thing? That's ba- where they bone. Basically, at some point. No, no. We, we talked about hometown dates. And you're like, I'd only watched the first half. Okay. So I don't think we talked about fantasy suites. So basically, suites. fantasy suites, like on... I guess it's like the second to last date that they're going to have when there's three people left at the end of the date, she has this card and she has the opportunity to either give it to the guy or not give it to the guy. And it is a note written from the host, Chris Harrison, which is very weird. Uh, basically saying like, Hey, if you, if you choose to forego your separate rooms tonight, then you can spend the night together in the fantasy suite. And it always like the note always says the exact same thing. Uh, and then the guy who has to read it out loud and then they just go and bang all night, I guess. But I think that it's significant, too, because this is really one of the only times they've ever gotten to hang out where there aren't cameras around. So I think they can also kind of use the time as, like, 
having some real talk conversations because they're people who are potentially about to get married in a second here. So such a fantasy, not such having cameras around the, the actual fantasy suites are, I wouldn't really call them a fantasy. They're kind of like a regular hotel room. The, it, they might be cutesy, but yeah, it's like, it's like a mid range hotel room. hundred <laughs> percent. So fantasy suites happens. Eric is out after the fantasy suites. It's done. So the banging Accurate. wasn't good. Also interesting. This is like back to back to back banging, back to back to back banging. All in the same week, she's lining them up. <laughs> Insane. She's been waiting all season. All season. Right for this. from that first time she kissed I mean, Columbian been, makeout guy, she's like, tease. "I gotta get him in the fantasy suite." So she tosses Eric, and it's for the reason that we expect, which is basically that Rachel's the first person that he says he's ever been in love with, and she just doesn't really think that he's ready to get married, and mm. she's kind of freaked out by that. So he's Fair. out. It's done. Now we have Peter and Brian. AKA Chris versus Max. AKA Chris versus Max, which is incredible that we got that we have both finalists oh, yeah. picked. Good job, guys. Um, it was pretty obvious. I feel like multiple people would want to picked what I picked. Well from the we from the from the, our podcast episode, multiple people wanted to pick Brian, Columbian makeup guy, and multiple people wanted to pick Diggy. Who has gone so fast? So yeah. Yeah. it's it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Basically, I deserve the most props here for sort of a dark horse. That that's true. You Peter, did go, you did go a little off the board, with yeah, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fi- final dates now, and this whole production is very strange because this whole thing is called called the Bachelorette Live, and it's a three hour finale hosted by oh. chris hosted by chris harrison <laughs> and this is the like basically the only time he's ever been on the show for any meaningful amount of time so it's very strange because the show is basically hosted by rachel so well he, he to be fair that that men tell all thing he was also running the show oh, okay okay time. okay i didn't see that one yeah right. so live show and basically he's sitting there with rachel and they're watching the episode live and it's the first time she's ever seeing it. it's live television and she has to watch it live and then he grills her about it basically <laughs> and then as soon as she eliminates someone on the show it's like you know eric just got eliminated it's like all right let's bring eric out and then both of them sit on the couch together while chris harrison grills both of them it's a very uncomfortable situation oh, every man. time it happens so this is kind of happening around the episode and then now we're at Peter, who's going to get the first last date. And basically the situation with Peter is that he has, there, they, there's been some turmoil in the relationship because he has been unwilling to commit that if she picks him, that he's going to propose. Basically, this guy is saying, I've only known you for six weeks. I'm not sure I want to get engaged, and which is an utterly reasonable thing to do. And Rachel's just like, you know, been the situation before where i date a guy forever and we don't get engaged i really want to get fucking engaged it just seems like it like totally it just seems like the, they 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 were getting hung up on semantics a lot because she kept on saying things like i want to be engaged but you know being engaged doesn't necessarily mean we're getting married i still want to give our like the relationship like us time to get to know each other and things like that and then peter's just kind of like well like i only want to propose and be engaged and get married once in my life so like when i ask you like do you want to marry me and you say yes i just assume that we're going to get married and and the commitment on my end is that we're i'm going to marry we're going to get married too because i asked you to marry me i believe peter's definition of engaged is the correct definition i think so too so i believe rachel's definition there is 
dating. Yeah, I agree. And like, so it seemed like they both wanted to keep doing the same thing, but they just were having this weird semantic debate. So they both wanted to date, but one of them wanted to label it engaged. Wanted that title. And one of them wanted it clear that it was not labeled engaged. Yeah, because he wasn't absolutely sure that they were going to get married. And she also wasn't absolutely sure that they were going to get married. Oh, that's so crazy. So like, so... So basically there's there's this point where so like they're at, like they're in Spain somewhere and these last dates are mostly not focused on the activity of the date but they're just having these serious conversations about about to be getting married and things like that. So at some point uh she's like she's like hey like like you got to like 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 I, like I have to know that that I'm the per- like that I'm definitely the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with if I'm going to like if this is going to this is going to happen and he's like he's like well can you like, he's like well can you look at me and say that I'm definitely the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with and she couldn't give him it so like it was a tough situation right so basically like at the end of, of Rachel and Peter's date like they broke up like it's done like game over Oh, before even the yeah. Brian date? Yeah. Like there, there's there's like there's like this can't work and it's done. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was pretty that was pretty that was pretty rough. Cutthroat. Brian doesn't know this yet, basically. <laughs> so like Rachel now has to go on this whole date with Brian. Uh, like this insane thing with Peter happened like the day one or two days before. And like Brian's like, Hey, like are you doing okay? Like you seem like you're kinda off or whatever today and she's like kinda acting weird. It's so, like they get through their date, whatever. Uh, when they when they roll Peter out during the live show, it's super fucking crazy too. Oh, like yeah? I feel re- I felt pretty bad for Peter. Well, let's just back this up. Yeah. So does that mean I won? Oh yeah. Well, I was gonna get to it, but well, no, maybe nobody won. Maybe no one won, but you won. <laughs> <laughs> but so, the chances I'm winning is pretty high. Pretty high so. because Brian's the only one left in the game at this point. So. They basically roll Peter on this the, la- the first time she's seen Peter since the thing we just watched where they broke up, and he is obviously super uncomfortable. And like there is this scene where, uh, like when you know she she ends up leaving and he's kind of you know like he's crying and he's just like he's like he's like oh like what's wrong with me is there something like you know what's wrong with me what's wrong with me, and then Chris Harrison like looks at me looks at me and he's like now you were saying what's wrong with me, do you think there's something wrong with you? <laughs> like he looks at him in the face and asks him that question like seriously it's very very strange so like a very uncomfortable interview a lot of tension between rachel and, and peter uh yeah and then and then basically like they go to like some mountaintop not mountaintop but like some alan max how would you describe the site of, of the of the of the final rose ceremony uh uh so they're at this like church outdoor overlooking a hill uh yeah there's insane wind oh there's insane (laughs) wind they didn't plan for this wind like the microphones are catching all this wind it sounds like you know a podcast it sounds bad yeah and uh nothing like this podcast no (laughs) that's right only the highest quality sound yeah uh brian is boring as shit (laughs) <laughs> and proposes and she says yes yes a thousand times yes and there you go and that's the ball game it sucked i can't believe we watched the first episode and brian's just does that kiss move and gets that first rose and yeah. it was over like that was that was game over right there and the weird thing about him throughout the series was that like he was never like he was never wavering he never was like second guessing like his love for rachel like 
I would expect a normal person to like Peter really seemed to approach this as more of a normal, relatable person. And even, even like when he was on the live thing at the end, they were like, they're basically talking about like why he wasn't ready to propose. And he's just like, listen, like this is how the show went. Like, like we showed up, I got one of the first one-on-one dates. It was the best first date I've ever, I've ever had in my life. And then I go a super long time without really getting to see her hang out with her. And then I get another one-on-one date and literally it's the, it's the first date. Like it's, it's the last date before I have to take her to meet my family. So like I'm trying to figure that out and then she's meeting my family and then I mean her family. And now we're talking about getting married. And I feel like I, like we just, <laughs> like it just seemed like he's like overwhelmed and felt like the whole thing was rushed, which I mean, I would be, I would too. Uh, but like the conclusion that basically Rachel and Chris Harrison said is like, well, maybe this isn't the show for you if you're not like prepared to get married in six weeks or whatever, you know, it's crazy. Ouch. Yeah. Suck it. People. Suck it. Peter. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of it. And, uh, I'm glad it took three hours. It was a long slog. So now that you've watched a whole season of Bachelorette. How, are you are you are you in now? Are you going to watch next Bachelor? I don't know. Uh, it was certainly an interesting. It was it was certainly an interesting season, and was, I think that Rachel in particular is pretty good Bachelorette, and she was interesting to watch. She was so predictable. I think that I think that she kind of came off the rails at the end a little bit. Like I really liked her a lot more in, towards the beginning of the season. And then when like a bunch of the stuff with Peter and the, them being on the different yeah. wavelengths about yeah. the proposal thing started happening. That stuff I don't know, but. She like she seemed pretty level headed for most of the season, at least. Who is the next Bachelor? They haven't announced it yet. I thought that, I yet. thought that they were supposed to announce it at the finale, but they didn't. I was surprised. I think that all the last guys on this season of The Bachelorette sucked, and they didn't pick anybody from them. But I think like, that they're waiting to pick someone from Bachelor in Paradise. Maybe you think Peter sucked? I thought you were all in on Peter. Peter was okay. He's also just like you know very ho hum, boring, whatever. Peter also can't be the next Bachelor. Because he doesn't want to get married. Yeah, right because the format's not right. Like, he, like he's just not right. going to get there in six weeks. I guess, and that's, that's not what they want for that show. So Rachel was announced as Bachelorette before they even finished her season. Yeah, and then now this season's done. They we don't have the next Bachelorette. That seems weird. Well, I think th- I, I like I, I think that if Peter won, that Brian would have definitely been the next Bachelor. But I just think that because Brian won, they used to know what to do. Oh, God. I don't know, but yeah. So so the other Here's part my proposal. Okay. Harrison Hoffman for next Bachelor. Uh, there's no way I want to do that. <laughs> Seems so unappealing. It's not the right show for you? Very unappealing to me. I've seen Harrison in like a button-up shirt maybe once. Oh, once? Yeah, more than once in a button-up shirt. <laughs> there you go. He's ready. I guess I am wearing a t-shirt right now, though, so I can't really <laughs> complain too much. But uh, so the other part of this thing was they're using this this live show to hype up Bachelor in Paradise, which starts next week. I- and... As discussed previously on this podcast, there's been some controversy around the new season of Bachelor in Paradise with our good friend DeMario. 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 And they had to shut down production because it's, and it's not clear all of what happened, but apparently DeMario made some unwanted advances towards some of the girl, one of the girls when she was inebriated (laughs) in some way. I don't really know. But so... Throughout this live thing, Chris Harrison kept on trying to pump up Bachelor in Paradise by saying, like, yeah, and, like, we, you, you get an exclusive first look at the controversial, controversial new show everyone's talking about. And you're like, I cannot fucking believe that you're trying to promote your new reality show 
with the scandal of this sexual harassment on your show. Insane. Like, it's so fucking horrible. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. Uh, yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah. Uh, There's not much, like, and, and, and they teed it up a little bit like they were going to try to explain the, the situation and the controversy, no but they did not at all. They're, and, they're just learning from, from Trump. You, something crazy happens, you just double down on the crazy. They basically showed this mon- this this montage. It was like a few shots of like what was happening before they shut the production down and like DeMario and this girl hanging out and some things like that. And then they're just like, shut all the cameras off, shut the production down. And like they're then they're interviewing like the cast members are like, I don't know what's going on. The cameras were off, I don't know what's happening. And then it was like smash cut to like, but now Bachelor in Paradise is back and they're just getting wasted and getting in the pool and banging each other and you're like, What is happening? Like oh I just my can't God. it was horrible. It was horrible. So you're watching. I like so I, I I'm I'm interested in the concept of Bachelor in Paradise, but I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. Like I don't know if I can be a part of that. I don't know if I'm gonna watch the season. Maybe I should go back and watch like an older season. Maybe. Ah, I, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. I have a feeling we might have that's to watch tonight's that tonight's gonna be a good night week. oh boy i'm gonna have to watch it <laughs> does it premiere next week yeah yeah oh man no 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 rest I, for the i weary. got some sort of facebook invite about it and i'm not oh that was that yeah was vj yeah i'm not sure i'm like it's pretty long it's a long two-hour thing well and i feel like well, two and, hours a lot well and our normal tuesday bachelorette plus challenge so that's gonna be dirty I'm, 30 Speaking of, is, is it time to switch over? I think yes. it's time to switch. All Unless right. anybody else has any bachelorette things. No, no, we good. Okay, great. Suck it, people. I won. <laughs> Called it. Good I work, won. Chris. Uh, yeah, winner, winner. Good Chicken. job. So challenge, challenge. The dirty thirty continues, uh, and is it's it still the dirtiest season ever. I would say it's been a pretty dirty season. Um, One might say the dirtiest season. <laughs> the dirtiest season ever um yeah trying trying to think what's what's important to go over from the over from this episode uh tony versus ammo we had yeah so basically there were no there's no challenge in this episode there was an, there, there was an elimination tony versus ammo and then so basically they'd been setting this up all episode for it to pay off really nice at the end but like these two girls uh jenna and kayla uh who basically like best friends in the show like they're super tight alliance whatever whatever and then they're kind of like this this plot sort of hatches to try and get one of them out to kind of split up their voting power and so one of them so kayla gets put automatically into the elimination so they had this new mechanic this season where like randomly like one of about five people will get to pick who the other person that goes into the elimination is going to be it's more complicated than that not important enough to explain it uh, so someone gets that honor and throws Jenna in versus Kayla. So it was like battle the best friends elimination and, uh, Jenna ended up winning obviously. So Kayla's out and big Tony eliminated by ammo. Are they out though? No. But <laughs> now they're all chilling in the redemption house. They didn't actually show the redemption house this episode. They yeah. didn't show them going to the redemption. Yeah. Yeah. House. yeah. But it, but it seems like they're going. Oh, obviously. They and definitely showed the Redemption House, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't have any strong girls here. We got all these weaklings, like the the weakest of the weak." Now they got. So they were setting it up for a strong girl to come in. Yeah. By the way, I did watch it. I like. I don't know if there's much to say about what happened. I'm just like. Yeah. It is entertaining. These people just being like taking this dirty thing to the next level. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, that that move to throw Jenna into that elimination at the time seemed like a pretty dirty move. I don't know. Do they know about the million dollars yet? They don't know about the million dollars yet. Oh, man. They don't know about the million dollars yet. Is TJ a contestant yet? Tej is not a contestant yet. The people okay. in the Redemption House still don't know the rules of the Redemption House. They're just slowly losing their minds like, while did, being... Did we, did you, I just said we didn't see the Redemption House this episode. So. Uh, yeah, they, but yeah, they still don't know the rules, so I we, guess. So we don't know what's going on. It might be uh, it no, might no, be they, the so in the Redemption House. There, there, there was a short Redemption House outing to some local bar. Oh. Uh, and then the main challenge house had a club night, which is always good for some for some controversy. So the the main reason why Tony was thrown into the elimination is because he got real drunk at club night and started fighting with people, not physically fighting with people, but just kind of getting out of he hand. He wanted to, uh, and sh- shit talking Car Maria a bunch. So he ended up getting thrown in, and like this is so. Uh, if you remember last season when we watched Invasion, Invasion of the Champions, uh, Tony was like. Last season, I was a mess. I was drunk all the time, whatever, whatever, whatever. I've got a kid now. Like, I need to get this under control. I'm not drinking this time, whatever. And he didn't drink that that season. This season, he comes on and he's like, well, I got another kid I need to support. And he's drinking now. So he's been drinking and it has not been helping. Same mom or different mom? Different mom. Oh, Tony. Big Tony's. Big Tony's hurting a little bit. Ouch. Yep, yep. So is the guy who keeps making out with different girls still making out with different girls? Corey's still in the mix, but he hasn't made out with anyone recently. Corey's definitely still in the house. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't at the challenge again. Yeah, Chris, you're actually watching this season, which is very exciting. I am watching. <laughs> it's amazing. There's not a lot to say about the show. It's entertaining. It's a good watch. But sometimes there's something to say. This time, you know, just good, good watching. Good, good watching. Yeah. So, that, so that's the Dirty 30. Yeah. I don't think there's any other updates. Not reality show updates. Y- you have uh, another thing you want to talk about? I don't know. We could, we could quickly talk about that Game of Thrones. Thrones? We oh, Thrones in? Oh, Game of Thrones. So good. Like, so good. Spoilers for Game of Thrones I, I, Sunday. Yo, I, I can't believe Ned's back. <laughs> I do think that like this season seems very different from other seasons of Game of Thrones. Oh, for sure. Like, but there's, there's no like, let's there's no sit down and like contemplate things that are happening in the world. There's just like shit's happening in the world all the time, all day, every day. I definitely thought that this episode was a little bit better balanced and like giving some like color and personality to the situations, but still moving pretty fast. And there's a lot of events happening, but like they had, like they had some moments like when, you know, like Arya is uh, fighting with Brienne. Like they had, like some moments that were kind of a little more personal. This is definitely top five episode. It was a great episode. It was a great episode. I don't know if it's top one, but it's definitely top five. It's yeah, not top one. It was a great episode. Yeah, I know. I agree with that. Like the the timeline just seems super different now because it used to be like you know oh we got to go from this place to this place and that's like my whole character's arc for the whole season. That's like two seasons worth. And now, oh, I got to get this place, this place. That happens in like half an episode. <laughs> so like, how long do you think this, this series would have been if they kept telling the story at the same pace that they had been? I bet this season, well, like th- we've had four episodes. I bet if it's George R. R. Martin style, this is a whole 10 episode season just to get to the point we're at. Maybe even more. At least. Like yeah. a whole episode here is definitely taking maybe half a season. <laughs> like for it should sure. be two seasons worth of stuff. That uh, that battle at the end of that thing, that's one of the best TV scenes I've ever seen, I think. 
It was amazing. I really loved the battle last season. I think that's Battle, battle, of, the uh, battle of the Bastards. Yeah. Battle of the Bastards is great. Too. I, I think Hard Home is the best. Hard Home. Oh, yeah. Hard Home had a great. This one, though, like, I don't know. This one, this one, I think, gives Hard Home a run for his money. I think that, like, that moment at the end when Jamie is charging at Daenerys, like, that is some shit. Like, that is some, like, two real main characters who've been main characters for seven seasons. The, the real interesting thing about this one is that there were characters on both sides that you like and you like you know right we like Braun, but we didn't want Braun to kill that dragon yeah and so it's not like it's ramsey on the other side who's the most despised character on the show yeah, I was just, well i still think battle of the bastards is the best battle of the bastards is really good yeah i think it's that that's the best battle i've seen filmed uh the the making of video that's on hbo go for this battle is amazing oh, I if you've seen, seen it it is crazy it. good we should watch it after the pod <laughs> if <laughs> sure uh yeah and Jon Snow getting make doing work in caves again. Doing just, work. He's in his element. Draw drawing things on the cave walls potentially. Yeah, I definitely oh, was yeah. like I was waiting for like, you know, he and uh Davos to be like, Great job with that with the with those paints. It's like, yeah, yeah totally. You see his hand and it's got like the <laughs> That's white. Got a little, got a little blue pan or something, yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I didn't like they played up that like the dragon glass scene and I didn't get I didn't I was just like, Yeah, it's a cave. That dragon glass should have looked cooler. Yeah, that's I what was, I was expecting to look fucking cool when they saw it, but it just looked like a big blob. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, any plugs? Any other plugs? No, it's like all I've been watching. Uh, just a PSA that I will not be on the pod for a good two to three weeks. Oh, We're going to no. miss you, Max. We send you out on this. Sorry, Max. It's okay. Hey, you should just load your, your laptop up with a bunch of Shit. Thunderdome episodes for that flight. <laughs> Max's facial expression right now, like this is when we need the video pod. Just to, what if the only so America can can see what we're seeing? What if the only video content available to you on a transcontinental flight was Steve Harvey's Thunderdome? <laughs> I'd read a book. <laughs> Max is opening the door and just that sucking is, everybody out. That is the best back back of box quote for this show. It's just I would read a book, Max Winnick. <laughs> I feel like you can watch the show in five minutes, though. You just watch every pitch, and then you just close it. You're like, okay. All right, great. <laughs> these are these products are garbage. Let's move on. <laughs> I would uh, watch the abridged series of this. <laughs> yeah, like watch five minutes. That's. I just want the pitches, and that's it. I think that it should be live, and they should take questions from Twitter. And they should have to defend their fucking product <laughs> like on the air. That's way too much time. It'd be great. Dude. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at <laughs> the Chris Lorenz. You can follow us on Twitter at Who Put This On. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Who Put This On. You can email us questions at Who Put This On at gmail.com. See you guys next time. See ya. See ya. See ya.